This is an ABC television network presentation. Television has entered our homes, our lives, imprinted new silhouettes on our skyline. There was still another dream to be realized, still another dimension to be added. Black and white television had been the herald. It put millions of TV sets into our homes, built hundreds of TV stations, created an industry, an art, a public service, an exhilarating component of our American way of life. The Lone Ranger. Revlon, the greatest name in cosmetics, presents the one, two, four, eight, sixteen, thirty-two, sixty-four. Yes, the $64,000 question. You know, it's a good idea to keep plenty of Coke on ice all the time. Discover the clean difference. The clean difference in today's smoking with new Bel Air cigarettes. Breathe easy. Smoke clean with Bel Air. Groucho Marx. And you bet your life. Tell the family. Tell the neighbors. Spread the good word. Next week, Philip Morris again brings you I Love Lucy. One day through television, the entire world will stream into our living rooms with a velocity of light. In the 1950s, television was the new kid on the block. Today, we'd call it an emerging technology. It's radio, but with pictures. Movies, but in your home. It's like newspapers, but with narrators. For such a novel concept, the technology behind television largely outpaced ideas on how to use it. Radio dramas became picture shows, and the nightly televised newscast was born. The medium took its cues largely from the theater, with big sets, dazzling displays, song and dance numbers, and escapist entertainment was no longer bound to novels or movie houses. Live from Television City in Hollywood. By the end of the decade, Television had ridden the prairies of countless westerns. Gunsmoke. Cozied up to the sitcom. Ricky, promise me something. What? Promise me that until our child is at least 19 or 20 years old, you won't talk to it. <laughs> Puzzled at game shows and relaxed to variety hours. Ladies and gentlemen, the secret word tonight is name. N-A-M-E. Really? You bet your life. This was the original golden age of television, where I Love Lucy had quickly become the most popular show in the country. The Twilight Zone was barely a twinkle. Sheriff Andy Griffith had yet to wander into Mayberry, and Star Trek was still light years away. Television was a safe space in which Americans could nestle in and collectively enjoy the American dream. Until the night of October 15th, 1959. Hey, boys! Surprise! The premiere of The Untouchable. A Jesse Lou production. Hi, I'm Kelly Lynch, and I'm a 34-year-old filmmaker from Indiana. And in 2019, I'm reaching back 60 years to celebrate the life, death, and cultural impact of a significant and often overlooked milestone in the history of television. A little show called The Untouchables. 
1959, audiences were rocked out of the suburbs and into Chicago's Prohibition streets by a program that brought to life the Battle of Elliot Ness and his incorruptible agents against the criminal forces of Al Capone and Chicago's underworld. This is Al Capone. I just talked over your new brewery down at the stockyards. What? Look out your window at exactly 11 o'clock tomorrow morning. What is this? Take a look and see what we got for you, Snorky. Long before he helped solve crime on Unsolved Mysteries, actor Robert Stack became world famous in his role as crime fighter Elliot Ness. By the time Capone was your age, he owned half Chicago. That's right, well, good for Al. Yeah, Aaron boys are more savvy than you. You work in the gutter, Silco, right down in the mud. That's where you belong. That's right, I work in the gutter. That's where I belong. I belong in the gutter. What's the matter? You don't like Swiss banks? What's the matter? You don't like it when I buy you a drink? You like to slap people around, though, don't you? You like to grab them by the collar, push them around. You like that, don't you? You're a cheap cop. You spend your time chasing punch boards, and you ain't got enough brains in your head to pick up a half a million bucks when it's in your face. Half a million put up by a two-bit punk. I should have put you away then. With narration from famed columnist Walter Winchell, the godfather of tabloid journalism, nearly everything about the show was larger than life. Chicago, 1929. By law, the country was dry. Through connivance with Al Capone, Chicago was wet. In no time, The Untouchables became one of the most acclaimed, controversial, and expensive television shows ever made. In the tame broadcasting landscape of the era, its violence, drama, writing, acting, and directing horrified and captivated audiences. In addition to critical acclaim, it courted controversy and attention from Congress, the Italian Defamation League, parent-teacher associations from coast to coast, psychologists were weighing in, even the FBI had an ongoing case file opened on a television show. Federal race, there we are. So imagine this. Lucille Ball and Desi Arnaz, comedic legends and creative geniuses in their own right, after a decade of success with I Love Lucy, are now the owners of their very own television studio. And one of their first hits is a violent gangster drama. The Untouchables showed American audiences for the first time on television bodies being ripped apart from gunfire. It openly brought the existence of the mafia into living rooms, and it even showed television's first male-on-male kiss. Safe to say, The Untouchables was a culture shock. And it won a few Emmys along the way. What began as a made-for-TV film in April of the same year, The Untouchables was quickly adapted into a film noir anthology series, creating a cinematic universe of moral rights and colorful wrongs, and it became an origin story for everything we know about the genre in TV and film today. From Bonnie and Clyde, The Godfather, The Sopranos, and others. Want to get Capone? Here's how you get him. You probably heard of The Untouchables, thanks to the 1987 film by Brian De Palma. He pulls a knife, you pull a gun. He sends one of yours to the hospital, you send one of his to the morgue. But it bears very little resemblance to the original series. That's the Chicago way. We'll get into that too. As a kid, I grew up enamored by The Untouchables, even though it premiered 26 years before I was born. It was the show's incredible drama and signature style that introduced me to the world of filmmaking and instilled in me a love for storytelling. But most importantly, I loved The Untouchables because of my dad. 
Dan Lynch was barely a teenager when The Untouchables premiered, and the show had an immediate impact. Just as it did for thousands of other fathers and sons, enjoyment of the show became a weekly ritual with his father, Lawrence. In the ensuing years, Dan became an expert on the program. So much so that in the 1990s, he nearly completed a detailed manuscript that provided an exhaustive history and analysis of The Untouchables. My dad conducted interviews, collected hundreds of hours of research, articles, and more, but he never finished the project before a stroke sidelined him in 2001. He passed away in 2014 after a long illness. While there have been two books published detailing the existence of the show throughout the years, not to mention numerous worthwhile publications on the real-life story of Elliot Ness and Al Capone, nothing has come close to the level of detail and passion inherent in my dad's work. 25 years after work on my dad's book was halted, and 60 years after The Untouchables first exploded into television, I'm heading to the back lot of Desilu's Culver Studios to research how the show was made, retrace some of its most outstanding hours, and explore the cultural impact of both its true and fictional stories. You can join us for The Untouchables Retrospective at theuntouchablespodcast.com or at theuntouchables.co, where I'll be releasing chapters from my dad's book extensive episode reviews, and exclusive interviews as we explore the makings of all four seasons of the show. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast and also to our YouTube channel under The Untouchables. Join the conversation on Facebook under The Untouchables Retrospective and on Twitter at TV's Untouchables. Join me as we revisit and celebrate The Untouchables. Untouchables will continue following station identification.